Hey, I'm JR. And I'm Mike from the 18 Over Par with Mike and JR podcast. Welcome to season two of the podcast, where we'll continue exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies, where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world and beer. And Lots beer. of beer. Lots of beer, JR. A hidden gem, no more. Enjoy one of the top stay and play packages in Manitoba at Oak Island Resort and Golf, just southwest of Brandon. Designed by one of the most prolific course architects in the country, you can enjoy over 6,600 yards of challenging and unforgettable golf amidst beautiful prairie wetlands and some of the best putting services on the planet. Once you put it out on 18, relax in one of the four fully equipped cabins on site while your hot dog or burger cooks on the BBQ. Or if camping is your thing, you can stay at one of the nearly 400 fully serviced sites. Book today by visiting oakislandmb.ca. Des and Andrea would love to see you down there and tell them 18 over par sent you and Mike and I will buy you around. That's oakislandmb.ca to book your stay and play package now or click on the link in our pod show notes. It's the 18 Over Par Podcast with Mike and JR. You suck, you duckass. Welcome to 18 Over Par with Mike and JR, proudly presented by Bryce Matlaszewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. I'm JR, he's Mike, and today we're joined by the general manager of Oak Island Golf, Des Coop. Before becoming the GM, he was the director of golf and course superintendent. And just for mentioning 18 over par, you'll get 20% off all Oak Island Resort and Golf stay and play packages this September. You can learn more by checking out our show notes. Okay, well, this is a a really cool, uh, I guess you could maybe even call it a a special episode, but uh, bringing in uh, Des Coop, General Manager, Oak Island Golf. What about the resort? Do you do the resort too or just the golf? No, just the golf. Just the golf. Okay. Just the golf. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day you'll have resort tacked on to that too, but uh, we'll, we'll get into a little bit of, of that. Uh, and as well, uh, we want to give a huge shout out to Brace Matlaszewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. He's a, been a great partner of the show this year. You can email him. You can call him. You can even fax him, and all of his information is in our pod show notes. And he loves talking golf. He loves talking taxes, which, you know, Mike and I do not, um, but Bryce will. Uh, we just really enjoy talking about golf and DQ cakes as well. So uh, we'll get the freezer truck. We'll rev it up. An 8-inch custom DQ cake from the Nick and Nikki group of DQs is also coming your way. You can check them out. DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park and the Food Court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. You can follow them at DQ Manitoba on instagram and i saw on their instagram today someone stuck a dilly bar in a tea box so i'm not sure if that oh. was dq nick or dq nicky but someone was out <laughs> golfing today and there was a dilly bar stuck in a tea box i saw it on their instagram so interesting did it say what course they were at no but it looked pretty lush and green so maybe it was breezy maybe dq nick was sneaking out for a rounder 
perhaps like that, but... just just dropping daily bars on the tea boxes <laughs> for the groups behind him. Yeah, what a, what a nice guy. Unlike us, who well, I guess we're nice in the fact that we leave golf balls. We do or ball markers, our eighteen over par ball markers, um, which. You know what I think? Did you have when you went out to Oak Island, Mike? Did you have those I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't think I had them yet. Otherwise, I would have given Des some, and I'm sure we would have sprinkled them across the course. It was shortly after that that we got the uh, the ball markers made. Yeah, I swear there was a, a picture there because I saw some lush greenery, and I was like, hmm, this might have been this might have been mm-hmm. Oak Island. But uh, speaking of Oak Island, we're going to talk to Des here in a second. And I was, before we came on, I want to say, you know, thanks to you guys for giving uh, all of our listeners here at 18 over par 20% off September, 2022 uh, for your stay and play packages. We really appreciate that. And uh, hopefully you uh, take advantage uh, of that. You 18 over par listeners to check out the information, who to contact in our pod show notes as well. And you can even go see this guy and Des, how did you get into this game of golf? <laughs> Uh, you know, I kind of got into it, uh, by accident. Uh, I started off at the lake as a carpenter, which is a uh, far cry from the golf course world and a little different, a little different, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, the course is just being built and, uh, they needed, uh, needed a hand there. So I, uh, transitioned, uh, 2006 over, uh, to the turf side and, uh, never left. Well, I think I saw somewhere, uh, that you ended up being, a superintendent or a s- assistant superintendent when you, you first got involved, is that correct, when they were building it? Uh, yeah, well, I started off, uh, you know, just, just helping out with the growing and stuff just as a regular, you know, maintenance guy. Uh, and then in 2009, I uh, started off as the assistant superintendent, uh, moved up 2014 uh, to the superintendent role, and then uh, as of 2021, uh, kind of left that behind and went, full-time I got the opportunity to be the full-time general manager so it's been a it's been a quite the journey did you golf before then when you were a carpenter or no yeah yeah I started golfing probably when I was 10 was it a a family member that got you into it or was it just something that you saw this game and you're like I can hit a white ball around for a bit uh you know what is it was baseball buddies I uh moved to Burden and uh when we weren't playing ball we started golfing and then just uh, kept going. Did you play in any junior tournaments or did you just, it was a kind of a Saturday morning thing or Saturday afternoon thing with the guys? It was, yeah, it was, well, it was more than that. We probably played five rounds a week, you know, five rounds for sure. Uh, You know, the Verdon golf course, that's where I learned. Uh, Yeah. It was, if we didn't, weren't playing ball, we were on the golf course and it's, that's just how we uh, grew up. Well, we'll touch on your, your baseball days in a bit here, but I'm interested to know because September is Superintendent Appreciation Month. Uh, and, you know, huge shout out to all those those supers. So did you learn under someone then? Was there, I guess there must have been a superintendent if you were the assistant at the time. Yeah, so I uh, I learned a lot from uh, Jay Steadwell. Uh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, he's now uh, one of the head reps there with Syngenta. So he's made some real good moves and you know, himself. And, uh, yeah, so I got a credit a lot to him. And then I worked for Jim Riappel for a few years there too. So, um, yeah, there's always, you're always learning from somebody. And at that time, was it very busy? No, the golf course was pretty slow back then (laughs) when we were just, just getting, getting rolling. Uh, so it's been a learning curve for us there too, where, you know, we started seeing some major increase in play in 2018, 2019, and then COVID, you know, things blew up and, 
it's uh it's been fantastic well i believe uh hustler andrew patterson he mentioned it last year and i don't know if he had gone or if he was about to but he you know said nothing about good things and even hearing from everyone else and seeing some of the pictures when mike was out there just how lush and green it was so were you involved then in the actual build of the course or it was just maintaining it afterward I no so i was i was lucky uh i actually got to be there from the ground up so uh i was part of the team that legitimately started with you know taking sods off and uh and you know while i wasn't shaping but uh yeah it was yeah i got to see basically this flat field uh, transform into a into a golf course is, is that what it was before it was that it was it just farmland and then uh and then somebody had the the great idea to turn this beautiful uh, location into uh, a golf course yeah it's uh pretty hard to believe yeah it used to be a little bit of hayland but it was uh basically cattle pasture and uh kind of a spot where a lot of the lake kids would like ride dirt bikes <laughs> <laughs> do they still ride dirt bikes there maybe yeah, a well, resort but not so much yeah. the golf course yeah, in the ditch. Yeah, we, we try to keep, they don't go on the golf course. So let's uh, knock on wood there. So <laughs> stay off the fucking golf course. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I guess uh, when did that vision start? And then when did the, the actual course open for play? Uh, okay, well, I believe the, the vision there started in 2005 and uh, construction started 2006 completed the front nine, the back nine was completed in 07 and opened, uh, I think it was May long weekend of 08. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And I, I read, uh, it was designed by Les Ferber who, you know, I didn't know of him, but I did look into him. Um, and he had designed some similar or some other courses in Manitoba. I think Corey Oaks was one, um, in Awasta, some uh renovations maybe at pine ridge and then um um granite was kind of sprinkled in there too i saw that i didn't know if he had something to do with that but the, that's a that's a nice list of courses certainly yeah the local ones there too and uh that's one thing i can say about playing a less ferber golf course is he's really he, he's got his trademark greens and his uh bunkers so when you play like even minnewasta and old island you, you see similarities there in bunkers and it's it, it's interesting yeah mm-hmm. nice i haven't been out to minnewasta i've always heard good things uh, beautiful place yeah yeah it's on it's on my bucket list uh, for us to get our, our freezer truck out there <laughs> um we got a big bucket list yeah. <laughs> well, we just started to realize just how many courses. So even talking this year to um, Jared Latterbrook of Golf Manitoba and just the member courses. So there are also mm. courses that are not members. And he figured there's something like 110, 112, 113. I believe that was a number somewhere in there of golf courses in Manitoba. Like that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's wild. Yeah. It's unbelievable how many golf courses are, are in our province. Mm-hmm. And, and it, you know, uh, there, obviously there's such a concentration around Winnipeg and us being Winnipeg guys, we, you know, we know those courses, but, you know, going out West is completely almost different, you know, uh, landscape wise elevation changes, uh, you know, different course design. And it's, it's amazing to see really, you know, it's almost like going to a different province. It's not just, 
not that I don't love our, our flat straight fairways on some of our city <laughs> courses, but uh, you know, it's certainly a, it, it's, it's interesting, you know? Absolutely. And that's one of the things I noticed too. Well, Mike has his clear Lake uh, golf course shirt on, but uh, it is a, kind of an out of province experience when, when you head out there and, and touching back to less, did you actually see less at all the time or did they have any conversations uh, when you were <laughs> building the course? Yeah, Les, Les came out, I want to say it was like once a month. Um, and then after the course was built, I was actually lucky enough. Uh, I got to do two rounds of golf with them. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, and just to, you know, like we'd be out golfing and his his vision of of how the course is and how it plays and why he did things was just, yeah, it was unreal about, you know, how, how as a designer, how he sees things. It was, uh, it, it was one of the, one of my highlights, uh, definitely of, uh, of my golf career was getting to golf with him and just kind of picking his brain and, and listening to how he thinks. Well, and, and on that point, you being on the turf side too, and, you know, going on with him, how does that bent grass grow on the greens there? Like, how does it survive? Cause I thought it was really only one of those grasses that survived down South, but maybe I'm wrong. No, no, we're like, like there's, there's a, quite a few courses in Manitoba with the, uh, with bent grass. Um, and we're, we're lucky we're a new course, so it hasn't, uh, you know, we don't have any pull or anything in there. Uh, hopefully we don't, uh, <laughs> we haven't seen it. We haven't seen any, uh, so it's, uh, so yeah, that's exciting to, to have that putting surface that we have. And it, it really does look majestic when you, you see some of the pictures and I know Mike having, mm. having played it, how much do you actually get to get out there and play it now? Uh, I, I try once a week, um, but it's, uh, one thing I've been trying to do lately is, you know, go around to the other, other courses in the area. It's, uh, you know, get away from work and, and, uh, see what everyone else is doing. And, uh, it's a little nicer to, to leave sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> let someone else like Andrea deal with it. That's right. Yeah. Let her deal with it. I can enjoy, enjoy someone else's course for a little bit, but yeah, I do try to go out once a week and, uh, you know, play it, play with buddies and, uh, you know, have a few drinks and have some fun and yeah. Good. Well, how, yeah. are, the, how are those fireballs, Mike? Speaking of Andrea, <laughs> Are you asking me or him? Yeah, I'm asking you. Mike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, I don't know what Des does in his spare time. We're well in the office, but uh, I was asking you, Mike. <laughs> I just thought Andrea was buying fireballs for everyone every day, all day. Uh, unbelievable. You know, I got to preface that with, uh, yeah, JR mentioned, you know, majestic and walking up to the course on, I think it was a Friday morning, you know, 9 a.m., not too early, but there was mist you know on the lake and on there's dew on the on the grass and it was just exactly that majestic and walking up looking out you know we've never seen the course but we're like wow yeah this is totally living up to the the hype that we've heard of it and yeah we that was the we had two rounds that day so first round we play amazing coming around the turn uh, I think, yeah, I think we had almost bought you guys out of the fireball <laughs> shots there. <laughs> and then we, maybe because of that, we were comped, uh, uh, very generously a round of, of beers. And I think we bought another round of fireball shots for the, for the second round. And then we came back the next day 
This was, uh, I guess, Saturday after already golfing for three days. And Des is out there. He sees the boy is a little rough. He has a he has a case of twisted tees he's <laughs> handing out to us. And we're, we were just like in awe. We're like, this is the best place in the world. And, yeah. Well, and you need a little easy drink eh, after those three days uh, to get oh, you going I, again. Absolutely. You know, and it's just small things like that. Uh, hospitality yeah. wise that you guys did all weekend and you know you know what's a twisted tea three or three dollars cost to you guys meanwhile we spent a thousand dollars on fireball and uh <laughs> <laughs> but it was so it was it was just great you know every every aspect of it and you um, stayed at the cabins too there right you guys we did yes so we rented out the uh we had four cabins there and uh it was it was within walking distance uh it's a good hike to the to the course there and des was uh uh generous enough again to let us store our clubs in in uh in i guess the the restaurant area there or a, a space for us so that we didn't have to lug them back and we had some burgers at the cabin and uh we met at the cabin both evenings we met uh, a lot of the locals and they were very uh nice people too in the in the park there uh one gentleman had a tv set up a bonfire tv set up kind of right behind our cabin and i uh I found him very quickly. It was NHL playoffs. So, and he, he, he uh, in, entertained my uh, presence for a while uh, until my friends came and found me and fished me out of there. But uh, yeah, great. Just a great place. Um, and the creamy, we went to the creamy, which is the uh, kind of the uh, ice cream pizza, hot dog stand there. And that pretty well fed us very well as too so just a just a great place and i don't it looks like there was a, a swimming pool and a mini putt and so many other things to do for families uh I, we didn't get to those um but uh <laughs> <laughs> too many fireballs yeah fireballs will do that yeah yeah but uh, yeah all around just a just a great place um is the resort and, uh, right there by the golf course then too? Because I know there's some like about 400 or so camp campsites as well. And is it right right by there by the golf course? Uh, yeah, same general area. Yeah. I'll let Des answer that. But if he wants to uh, elaborate on on beyond the the golf course and the resort there, but yeah, it's it's all fairly uh, uh, in the same relative area. Yeah, it's all fairly close there. Like the, like you said, the cabins, depending on the shape you're in, would be about a 10, a 10 or 12 minute walk. Uh, you know, if you're a little longer, if you're on side to side. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, the, uh, the cabins are, they're kind of located basically right in the middle of the island. Um, uh, and there's cabins around the campground uh, to the, around the lake and stuff. But for the most part, the campground's a little more separate. <laughs> Okay, well that's nice. Keep those hooligans and dirt bikes out of there. That's why. Yeah, that's right. Keep them away from the golf course. Well, well, yeah. even then, I, I did you when you were either assistant super or super. I, did you since I guess it wasn't trafficked all that much? Did you get to play it quite a bit at that time? Uh, yeah, like uh, my time as an assistant, I would. Well, I would have been golfing probably four nights a week. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
So as, as the responsibility grows, uh, a little bit less golf. <laughs> well, that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. We take a quick break to hear from Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. So, Bryce, could you let us know what the difference is between a RRSP versus a TFSA? Yeah, there's a lot of confusion with these two tools. They're both great, but in a lot of instances, they're they're, they're very opposite of each other. Uh, with a TFSA, you're dealing with post-tax money, uh, meaning you won't get a tax break when you make the initial contribution. But on, on that token, you won't be taxed on any gains that happen inside that tax-free savings account. An RRSP, on, on the other hand, uh, you're dealing with pre-tax money. You do get a tax break uh, when you make that contribution. And however, all of the withdrawals that you make will be taxed in the future. So uh, you can grow tax-free in the meantime inside of that uh, structure, but inevitably have to pay taxes to CRA when you draw down that account. Is there a recommendation if you're a newbie investor or someone that's new into wealth management that you suggest to go in one lane or the other, or do you try and do both at the same time? For most young people, uh, a tax-free savings account is probably going to be the uh, tool that you're going to want to maximize first. Uh, The reason for that is most younger people have a lower income or they're going to anticipate having a higher income in the future. So you want to contribute to a tax-free savings account when your income is lower or you anticipate your income is going to be higher in the future. At that same token, you're going to want to save your RSP room uh, until you're in a higher tax bracket. That way, when you are making contributions, it helps offset that higher tax that you're paying and uh, helps reduce your overall tax bill. That was Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. And I noticed that Golf Manitoba, you you are a member of Golf Manitoba, and we mentioned uh, Jared Latterbrook before, and you were recently were featured in the member spotlight. And again, it was kind of surreal to, to see some of the footage that was taken there. So, you know, what did that kind of mean to you guys for, you know, Golf Manitoba being a new member, newish member uh, for, you know, you to kind of get highlighted like that? Oh, it was great. Uh, it's anytime someone like that will come and uh, promote your golf course is, uh, you know, special. Uh, and then speaking of Golf Manitoba, like uh, this Friday, we got the senior interclub championship. Um you know, so it's great. It's just, it's great being part of that and being able to, to have the chance to host those things. Did they come to you for that? Or did you reach out to them and say, Hey, we're, we're available for, you know, a Manitoba or a provincial event? Uh, no, I got lucky there where uh, Jared reached out to me last fall and uh, asked if we'd host that. And yeah, so it just worked out really well. So what all goes into that then? Do they kind of come in and, and take over the course or do you work hand in hand in them uh, or hand in hand with them to get things set for the championship? For the most part, they, they do most of that. Um, we kind of, we, we obviously accommodate them and we set up some tea times for them. Uh, other than that, uh, I'll find out more as this will be my first one that uh, I'm assisting with Gulf Manitoba. So I'll have a little more information about that after, but I'm excited. I'm excited about it. So, so far it's been easy. A lot of those guys like their twisted teas too. So, hey, just, <laughs> I don't think yeah. they can drink them well in competition, but afterwards, hey, you can do, 
You can do whatever, I think. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Stock up on fireballs. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if Munzee's making his way out there. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I did see Brian Munz today, but I, he didn't have a fireball in his hand. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I was going to, what was I going to say? I, I was just going to, I think. There's there's an obvious um, uh, difference I feel between that the front nine and the back nine. Uh, would you agree, Des? Yeah, there's there's a big difference. Uh, front nine, well, for myself, I find it forgiving. Like there's a lot of wide open spaces, um, a lot less bush, uh, and once you get to the back nine, you know you're getting back into the shoots there and. Uh, you know, if you're if you're hitting your shots, you're going to score great. But it's uh, if you start going a little left or right, uh, there's a lot of trouble back there. But it's mm-hmm. uh, and it's not that it's narrow. There's a lot of room, but uh, there's also a lot of a lot of spots for some trouble. Yes, yes, if, especially if you're um, a risky player like myself that shouldn't be playing risky shots. <laughs> I, I got in so much trouble doing that on our, we'll call it a championship round. And me and another guy were tied going into the final round and, you know, where I should have been just safe and I'm ending up in bunkers and ponds and everything else. Uh, and, and he still, after I tried to, uh, you know, sabotage him with a few uh, or six fireball bottles, um, <laughs> he still managed to get the win by four strokes. But uh, yeah, I did. That's what I love too. You know, there's so much option of, okay, you can play it safe out this way, or you can go for the shot over the trees. And and there's just so many options uh, for all skill level skill. Uh, levels of players yeah and that's like that's where i feel ferber just did a fantastic job of designing that place where you know there's like hole number two for example you know the safe play might be a five iron or six iron you know the 150 uh if you're feeling you know adventurous with a like a more of a front tee uh setup that day and you want a three wood or even a driver you know you could drive the green but yeah you know there's mm-hmm. probably a better chance you're in the bush or, uh, you know, like it, it plays really well, like risk reward that way really well. Exactly. Um, yeah. 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 And like, you know, scramble tournaments out there. Uh, I'd be lying if I didn't say like, they're a blast. Like there's a lot of holes like par fours where if he, if he drivable, uh, but it, you know, it just adds a excitement that it could, it can be done. Mm-hmm. Certainly. And, and there, there are multiple tee boxes there too, right? So depending, you can play kind of how short or how long you really want. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. With the four tee decks, it's, uh, you know, for like, whether you're a beginner golfer or you're starting to get up there, maybe a little bit, the swing's not where it was. Uh, you know, you're not beating your head against the wall because there's only two tee decks. You can move up, uh, you know, like there's, I forget what it is. It's, it's a lot of yardage difference from the front to the back. Um, where, you know, your game will still be enjoyable. That's good. And there's a driving range too, right? Yeah. We have a full driving range there as well. Yeah. Which yeah. is helpful if, especially if you're making the, the trek from Winnipeg, um, you probably want to get out, stretch a little bit and, and hit some balls around, or maybe just take some fireballs like Mike did and get out in the course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I, 
there's always that way to get loose too. That's uh, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm making it sound like you guys didn't even golf out there. I <laughs> know. We're, we're, uh, you guys we're over 36 holes. You mm-hmm. did. You did it. You survived. Oh, we, we played more than that. We played uh, three rounds there. Oh, so, okay. um, yeah, we played two uh, stroke play rounds, one scramble round uh, in the afternoon uh, after their first stroke play round. And that was a blast. It was almost easier to play, you know, when you just let loose and you're just swinging for the fences. And for some reason, you can drive unbelievable when you're doing that, maybe not all the time, but, uh, when there's nothing on the line, it's, it's a lot easier. Uh, yeah, I certainly didn't see the driving range, uh, while I was there, but I'm sure it's a beautiful drive. <laughs> well, now we know now, now at least I know, cause I know I got to make my, my way out there and, and bang it around mm-hmm. a bit. Cause yeah, from everything that I've heard, it's uh, it's pretty fantastic. And even on, on your front, uh, Mike was mentioning the hospitality and just how you you take care of people. And is that is that something you've noticed if you've played much in the in the city? Is there a difference between like the rural feel to say the city feel? Whether it's be hospitality or just the well, I mean, we talked about the courses and the elevation changes, but uh, are the people in rural Manitoba a little bit nicer? Is that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I would say so. Yes. <laughs> Usually, maybe. Usually. Yeah, it seems like it. A little more laid um, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also got to highlight the um, the tunnel that goes from oh, yes. the front the front nine to the back nine. Um, that was pretty exciting. Uh, I don't, is it one cart wide? Does it have any, uh, alter any uh, incidents? There are two carts meet in the middle of the tunnel. So far we've been lucky. Uh, it's, it is one cart wide. Uh, once in a while you'll hear the brakes lock up and somebody will have to back up a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> no, so far we haven't had any uh, catastrophes or anything under there, but, yeah. um, it's funny that you mentioned it. Cause I want to say the guys that come there for the first time, um, they, they love the tunnel. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I had put, uh, I had videoed myself going through the tunnel <laughs> at warp speed and put some, some music to that. I, I, I was on our story. I'll have to repost that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you can but, find it. it was pretty awesome. I remember watching that for the first, for the first yeah, time. This is pretty cool. a, It's a good shoot. Like, I don't know how long that tunnel is, but it's, it's a good, it's a good tunnel. Yeah. It'd be close to 80 feet long. I think. Yeah. 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 That's a good tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. You don't don't get tunnels like that in the city. (laughs) (laughs) I guess uh, the canoe club does have a tunnel. That's right. Yeah. Underneath. And that is, uh, that's a dangerous one. And uh, if you want to call the uh, Kildonan Park a tunnel, it goes under a train bridge. But that one is many carts wide. No. No uh, concern for head-on collisions there, but, uh, but yeah, no, that was pretty cool. And that whole 10, I really enjoyed whole 10 cause you're kind of up a bit and it's kind of dog leg, right. A little bit. And maybe I'm not remembering correctly, but I just remember. Yeah. It was just, you're up a bit. The green's kind of hidden to the right there and you got to, uh, both times or all three times, I think I was on the right side, which is not where you want to be. And somehow I managed to get like a five iron a hundred yards in the air and it landed on the green, which I rarely do. Usually my five iron is five, <laughs> five yards off the ground, but uh, yeah, 
uh, now I'm just uh, now I'm just reminiscing. Um, <laughs> freezer truck. So, ma- so many great holes. Yeah, freezer truck and yeah. get out there. Well, I guess you've been on the road a bit, a bit too. You you said you you know you maybe you're not playing Oak Island. You're playing some of the other courses and around there. What what have you played this year? Oh, I've been up to, well, we took a road trip to Kenosi in Saskatchewan there. Mm. Uh, that, a nice track, beautiful. Uh, Poplar Ridge. Um, oh, where else? Carmen. Uh, and I think that, that's been the extent this summer. Wow, too much work, too busy. Too busy, mm. yeah. Well, that's it's a, right. It's a problem. Well, yeah, exactly. We'll make it busier for you because remember, yeah, 20% off September Stay and Play packages for September 2022. Check out our pod show notes. Plug, plug. Just go out there. <laughs> go out there and check it out. Uh, and maybe even check out your fastball. So you were quite into baseball. Then, uh, as baseball, a youth, yeah. Or, like as a youth, or how, when did you stop playing baseball? Or maybe you still play some beer league or slow pitch or something. No, I, uh, I stopped. I retired two years ago. I blew my elbow out and that was, uh, that was the end of it. No but yeah, Tommy no, I John played for you. No, Tommy John. No, <laughs> no, no. It was just, uh, getting a little older and time to quit. And but yeah, no, I played. Yeah. Up till I was 35. Wow. And it can get pretty competitive, uh, out there as well. It seems like all the rules seem much shout out to the St. James A's. They, uh, they did well this year. Some of the, uh, the boys, you know, in in my mm-hmm. old hood and Mike's hood there. St. James A's were, were doing well, but did you like how, Sorry, just on the A's, yeah. didn't they win? I saw a sign, and I don't know what, what age group it was, or uh, they somebody won the Western Canada Championships. Oh, maybe it was, maybe it was or under 18 or under 19. I think 20, that's what like it was. That. Yeah. 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 Who knew, who knew we, who knew St. James had <laughs> such great ball players? <laughs> yeah. oh. We're okay at a few things, <laughs> <laughs> golf not being one of them. Um, did, uh, so how competitive did baseball get for you? Uh, I played uh, a year of college ball, Bono, um, and then uh, played in the MSBL, which was AAA senior, which was the highest caliber senior ball you could play for it was seven or eight years in Reston. And that, that was about as competitive as it got, uh, got to go to nationals and stuff. So it, uh, it was definitely uh, it was a good time. Yeah, well, it sounds like an experience. What position or positions did you play? Uh, I was a pitcher. Um, once I moved up to the MSBL of Dresden, uh, I became primarily uh, a closer and a relief pitcher. And then there goes the elbow. And there goes the elbow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. makes sense. Did you hit? Did you hit a lot as well, or you're just coming out of the bullpen and that was it? When I played double A senior and, and obviously younger in high school and stuff, I hit, but. Uh, yeah, once I moved up to the next level, then uh, I was uh, a spectator slash slash pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> Having yeah. some spits on the sidelines there. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know a a player coach. Were you a coach at one point too? Yeah, I did. Uh, so in Burden uh, for the last well before I retired there, I think it was five years. Uh, I player coached, um, and I also uh, I've coached. Uh, Baseball at baseball Manitoba levels, uh, you know, with the provincial team and some uh, the youth teams uh, and the 16U, 16U and 15U development teams. Impressive. Wow. Yeah. And for, yeah. for the golf end of things, did you get any lessons or did you just kind of pick them up and play? I basically just picked it up and started playing. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had a lesson. Uh, 
I, I definitely probably should get lessons, but, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, there's good days and bad days, but, uh, you know, for me, for me, golf is, uh, it's all about fun and it's about who you're with. Uh, you know, if you have a bad day, it's, uh, it really isn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. You're out on the course. You're out in the, right. yeah. Yeah. in the beautiful sun for the most part, or at least it's, you know, a beautiful day and it's, there's no snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. So, Hey, appreciate it. Appreciate That's right. those days uh, out there on the course. What do you, what do you shoot on average now? What's uh, your index at, or do you even track your index anymore? I don't track. Um, mm-hmm. I have 78 to 85 is kind of where nice. I'm shooting. Yeah. Um, it definitely can be higher, but, uh, that's on average. <laughs> that's where it would be. Nothing, nothing special. Just- In Mike and I's realm. We know all about the higher. Well, I, I, I hear you. (laughs) My low range is around your high range. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I played really well at Oak Island. That's what's bringing down my, uh, my handicap down under 18 (laughs) right now. So those are, those are on the card. Yeah. I thought you were in like the mid, mid eighties, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I was Uh, 80, 82, 82, I think. Nice. I think I'd have to look it up, but, or somebody else can look it up on golf Canada. Find (laughs) Michael, Michael Smith, the third on golf Canada, and maybe you'll find me, but uh, yeah, no, I shot well out there, but uh, we played uh, Shiloh the day before we came and saw you guys. And, and that was another great course, another great Westman course. And I was trying to get the guys to go to Glenborough or I know, I think Deloraine is a nice one. Yeah. There's just so many nice courses, you know, out that way. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, back on baseball there. Did you win it? You won a few championships with Reston. Yeah, we won, uh, we won twice there. Um, which was, which was fantastic. A lot of, a lot of really good buddies there. Uh, so when that team formed, it was really nice to, nice to win that. Um, yeah. Then I won another one with Oak River. Uh, after we folded in Reston. So yeah, I've had a few. How many, uh, how many games are you guys playing in, uh, in that league? You, um... I think in that league, we were a 20 game season and then, uh, okay. then playoffs. Yeah. Okay. So you're not playing like over hundred games or no, <laughs> no. crazy. Like That's every night in the summer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was about, it was about three days a week. Okay. Yeah, so that was a pretty good, yeah. Pretty, pretty good commitment. It. it is. Yeah. Did you guys practice at all? Or was it just strictly games? Just games other than, you know, maybe a handful in the spring. And then after that, it was just games. Yeah. Okay. Well then that makes it uh, a little bit easier, nicer on the, yeah. on the body. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then from Reston, um, you come back to Verdon and then you pretty well start the team back up in Verdon. It sounded like what I read and from there, it sounded like you and the team almost rebuilt the whole baseball diamond. Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess when we were, when the wrestling team was done, you know, I was looking to start something back up in Burton. Uh, the new rink there, which is beautiful, was actually built on our old senior diamond. So it was gone. <laughs> uh, the town had done, done some work. They've got the fences up and uh, they had hauled some red shale and, uh, so it was, I'd say halfway there. We, uh, I kind of spearheaded a bunch of guys and we put in a lot of hours. We, uh, kind of fundraised and did the best we could. And we ended up building the dugouts, uh, finished, uh, grading the shale, 
and basically getting the rest of the ballpark ready to go. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of work in a short amount of time, but yeah, we, uh, got her back up and running in there and they're still running strong. That's amazing. Was that, it's almost like a, I, I said this before, but like a Disney story, we could sell the rights to this <laughs> the, the league of their own or build the dreams or whatever. I think those uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how, uh, how much money that would make, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Disney movie I'm sure would make at least a hundred million. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It has Disney yeah. on it. Um, It'll be an 18 over par production. It'll make $5,000. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> we'll sell it. We'll sell it to uh, channel three. Um, so is that around the same time you were working uh, at the course too, or is that, that was earlier years or were you kind of, I feel like there's some sort of a, a relation between uh, golf course maintenance, and then also building a baseball diamond. Yeah, there's, there's definitely some correlation there. Um, so when I went to rest to play our coach Ross Teichel's there, he, uh, he maintained the diamond there. So I learned a lot of things from him about, you know, how to build a mound and just, just maintain a ball diamond. But yeah, the, the turf side definitely, uh, made it a lot easier for me to, you know, do the rest of the stuff there. Just take some machines over there from the golf course. You don't have to. Yeah, say well, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we did. We definitely did borrow, borrow a gator, borrow a gator once in a while to make life easier. Yeah. 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 You gotta, you gotta work smart, not hard. <laughs> well, making life easier for being a superintendent for as long as you, you were, was there anything, and we've asked this last year to some of the superintendents who we had on, is there anything that we can do as players uh, or visitors to a golf course that makes your job easier? You know, the, the biggest one's probably uh, that you've probably heard a hundred times is fixing ball marks. Uh, and it's not even making our job easier. It's making uh, your putting life better that, you know, that gets repaired right away. Mm -hmm. uh, the next morning it's too late. That's, you know, the, the ball mark isn't going to heal. Um, and yeah, other than that, you know, uh, picking up your garbage other than that. Yeah. That's about it. It's, uh, yeah. Cause I always thought of, and I just thought of this the other day of the teas, like the broken teas on the tea boxes. Don't, wouldn't that get in the, in the mowers at all? Or does that not really affect it too much? No, usually the mowers throw them right into the basket and mm. yeah. And then they, we just discarded them with the grass clippings. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that was it. That's I, all I had. Yeah, no, superintendent I, questions. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I was going to say I use uh, steel tees, so um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, those aren't so friendly. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! I don't use steel tees. Um, uh, in, in, included in that is, uh, I guess, the you know um, divots. You know, there's ball marks and then there's divots, you know, and there's yeah. always the question of, do you sand it or do you replace the divot? Do you, do you have a preference or a, um, a mindset on what is better or they're both better than not doing anything, I guess? Yeah, they're de both definitely. There's, you know, on the fairways, yeah, replace your divot. Um, T-decks, we do try to have... Uh, you know, on a, on a hole that's predominantly like at the lake, we have multiples, like at hole number two, we do try to have a divot box full of sand and seed there uh, to replace your, instead of grabbing your divot, fill it up with sand and seed. But 
Um, we do send staff around, especially on the fairways and we, uh, we do fill them up periodically just to, you know, maintain that level surface and hopefully get some more grass growing there. And now mm-hmm. being the, the GM, what, like what on a day-to-day basis, I guess you're managing everyone from the superintendent to say the restaurant to the golf course. Um, is there a pro shop there as well where you get, you know, balls, tees, that sort of thing. Does that all fall under your umbrella? Yeah, that all falls, falls under my umbrella. Um, you know, we, we got lucky. We hired Greg Hollins for our superintendent there with Supreme turf. And like, you know, that end is running just like seamless. It's, it's great. Um, so yeah, like this year, uh, just working on streamlining, uh, the pro shop and working on getting the restaurant back up and going. And it's, uh, you know, there's some challenges there, but like any job, there's always going to be some hurdles to jump. And, uh, so yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been good. Great. That way. And is there a, a bar cart out there, Mike, or do you just kind of go around at the turn and pick up some, some goodies? Oh yeah. We, there was certainly a bar cart, maybe a bar gator. I'm not sure of the brand <laughs> of the vehicle. Uh, I think it could have been a, a gator. Um, can you confirm that Des? Yeah. Well, depending on the day, if the, the beverage cart goes down, uh, we got a backup gator with the big cooler in there. So oh, yeah, nice. when you guys were there, it could, it could have been a gator. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Yeah. Camp is yeah. that thing. Yeah. You know, we were, uh, we were, uh, well hydrated on those that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the main thing. I heard the weather's nicer out there that way too. Actually, we've been, we've been really lucky with our, <laughs> our weather at the lake. Uh, you know, small rain showers, not these great big pours. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been, uh, to be honest with you, I don't know if we've had an actual rain day yet. It seems to rain at night. Really? So mm-hmm. yeah, it's been, we've been really lucky this summer. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, obviously I'm sure you, and there's been a few unlucky, uh, people, you know, everywhere where courses, you know, specifically, uh, Minidosa, we've, you know, they've unfortunately Pat there has been dealing with, uh, some closures and, uh, now I'm sure is, is thankful that the rains held off a little bit. Even when we were making our way out there, we played Nipawa and they had, I think their front nine was closed for a little bit, opened it up for us and then closed it probably right after. And, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, drainage wise, I know you like the course, you know, it wasn't wet at all. And, and you know, it had rained pretty well the day before, cause we were playing in rain at, at Shiloh. Um, but it, is the drainage uh, pretty good there because the lake is right there. Yeah, well, we we do drain very well, and uh, previously, like we've had massive floods in 11, 2011, 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would have noticed our our large dikes around uh, around the uh, slough there and around the water. Um, but we've uh, we've installed a lot of uh, sump pumps and things like that to uh, alleviate all our problems now with the water. So uh, any water we trap because of the dike gets pumped out. To, instantly so you know it, it's really helped to keep the course in uh, a lot drier state than what it would have been mm-hmm. smart is it a sand base out there yeah it's a sandy loom uh out there yeah so it does drain it does drain naturally extremely mm-hmm. fast okay yeah oh, nice i love hitting up those fairways yeah yeah one of our uh one of the members of our uh our tournament 
I forget what hole that is, uh, that long par five, the lakes on the left, you, you tee off from like an elevated tee box and maybe it, maybe it goes kind of left sweeps left to right there. What hole would that be? 13. Yeah. So he, this gentleman will say had a, uh, unfavorable, uh, tee shot and he then threw his, uh, fairly new SIM driver into this slough we'll call it <laughs> and then quickly second guessed that uh, yeah. and then uh, he uh, he did uh, disrobe uh, respectfully uh, <laughs> still had underwear on and then dove to get his his driver which thankfully was still I think hung up in the reeds oh, uh, so there's a good picture of that um, but uh, hey we are very respectful uh golf people uh this this one gentleman especially he just had a um a, la- a moment uh, a lapse in his judgment of throwing his driver into the lake but luckily the lake didn't uh didn't take it away and he was able to get it but well clubs are expensive nowadays so yeah it's i don't see too many of those club throws now no people people know how how pricey those units are so they're like ah maybe <laughs> Maybe I'm, I'll hang on to this thing. Cause I remember it used it, to happen a lot when I was younger, like in my teens, yeah. early twenties, it seemed like every round oh, someone yeah. was doing it multiple times, whether it was myself or someone else or a combination of it. It's not worth it. It's yeah, not worth definitely it. Not. Clubs are expensive. Oh, well, on that note, Des, what are you playing right now? What's in the bag? Oh, I got a TSI two Titleist driver now. Um, and I'm hitting uh Strixon ZX fives there. Oh, yeah. nice. How do you like them? Yeah. Uh, I love them. I got them about a month ago and, uh, I've been, I've been real impressed with them. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, team, team lefty, uh, Blair Mooney of team lefty. He plays the, the Shrixons as well. And he likes them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They, they feel good. They feel good. So, uh, it didn't help improve my game any, but, uh, <laughs> you know, that's why, you know, that's why you go through a lot of drivers cause you know, it'll fix what's going on. So, <laughs> It always looks better. You got to stay up with the trends, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, uh, that's that's all that I had on this, Mike. Do you have uh, any more, or do you do you have the back nine lightning back nine? I do. I got questions ready. Well, you know, and I I gotta be honest with the listeners here. And I had three pages of research on Des here, and then last minute played in the uh, Special Olympics. Uh, tournament today at glendale which was great and then i forgot to, to clarify uh, you were not the special olympian in it no, there were special no. olympians so how did that work they were on each there each was hole. uh they, they had yeah so it was olympians. obviously uh, a benefit for special olympians of manitoba and uh they were there was probably one athlete on you know every second hole and they would hit a ball for you, which would count for your, your scramble. And a lot of these athletes were just pounding them out there. Uh, and they weren't even golf athletes either, really? which was oh, no, no, like some of them were, on. but some of them were like, Oh, floor hockey or like all these different athletes. And they just crack it out there. I guess. Yeah. After, there was 40, 40 some odd groups. Uh, see, so oh, wow, you that's know. great. Uh, so it was a great day. And uh, unfortunately, 
Des suffers from this because I don't get to drum up all the the dirt I found on the on the internet from him. But, yeah, that, you, uh, that you didn't scrub off the internet. <laughs> no, I gotta say I did enjoy the pizza at the round because you don't. There's not too many courses that uh, have pizza. Yeah. At the round, so that was mm. that was a that was a treat at Oak Island. Um, yeah, I didn't get to the mini pot, but I saw it. It looked like a pretty decent little course you guys got there yeah well yeah the mini putt's always uh it's always a treat there it's uh a lot of kids but yeah there's a lot of older kids too that enjoy it it's uh you know you gotta enjoy that different pace of play yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. go go and shoot a 40 make yourself feel well oh god (laughs) yeah hopefully yeah yeah that's a that's a good score yeah, <laughs> I got it. And related to that, Jr., I got to give a shout out to uh, Pete's Grand Putt in Grand Marais, uh, just outside of Grand Beach. There, I was in a uh, a mini putt tournament there on the weekend, so that was great. They had, I think, they had like thirty six teams out there, and everyone was dressed up in different costumes, and there was kind of different rules for for each hole and uh, it's a licensed uh, facility or it's outdoors. But uh, so they got their own beer there, Pete's lager or whatever. And uh, it got pretty intense. There was even a, a playoff. And oh, so we wow. get, there's like, there's like a hundred people around these two gentlemen who shot, I think it was like 43 or something. And some of the holes are par threes. You know, they're not all par twos. And yeah, there's like a hundred people and there's lights and we're just following these guys almost like a, it was a movie or like those, you know, the horse race uh, events that people do. There's, mm. and it wow. came down to, I think it was just the second hole, unfortunately, but, and uh, the, the man won and he gets a pink jacket. He gets a fitted pink jacket from F apparel. So mm. what a great event uh, Pete's grand put, put on. And uh, there was some charity as well there. Um Des, Des. Yeah, I don't have uh, don't have anything else. Uh, any uh, any other stories you have for us, Des? Before we get into the the back nine, I don't. I don't think so. Mm. There you go. See, it's because you didn't uh, didn't don't have your research with you. That's why I might. I know. I know. Yeah, I'm so unprepared. Spill the beans on some of them. <laughs> no, it's all right. But we'll uh, we'll get into the back nine lightning round. It is for. Bryce Batlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can give Bryce a shout at 204-515-3446. And you can also check out his information in our pod show notes. So we got a not-so-rapid-fire allotment of nine or so questions for you. So, Mike, hammer away. Hammer away. Hammer away at the carpenter. <laughs> I'm actually, I got, I got one to start it off. Have you ever thought of making golf clubs? Out of never. No. Okay. Never. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Worth a shot. What about, <laughs> I know Sandy Kersiba, who a uh, legendary Manitoba golf pro. He was looking for some wood golf clubs for his show. I don't know Ooh. what he'd be using them for, but he was looking for some some wood, wood. golf clubs, like wood headed or like. I don't, wood I don't know. Shafts? I think it might have been wood headed, but maybe. Maybe some of the bamboo shaft. I yeah. Know. I have a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do. I do. I once told my dad that I was, I was interested in antique golf clubs. And now anytime I, said bamboo, a... I think it's hickory, the hickory. Yeah, shaft. Hickory. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. Bamboo. That'd be, I mean, well, renewable I... and 
very <laughs> eco-friendly. I, I think they have some, though. Coming out there. Do they? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. We're going to have to look into this now. We will. Let's look right now. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Des, is that is your nick? Can we call you the Carpenter? Is that your new nickname? That <laughs> is. It's calling well, it right now the Carpenter. Done. There you go. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you yeah. got it. Never. Nick- you never get to choose your own nicknames. That's true. The Carpenter. Or even in uh, baseball, if you're throwing any mean sliders or some curves well, in there, the Carpenter. That's what I. I was going to say. Did you have any good nicknames from your ball days? Not really. No. Uh, no, not really. Just Coops. Coop, that's about it. Yeah. Uh, it didn't get, it was very original. Just my last name. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good. Yeah. Hey, that's a, and that works. That's a, that's a good, some people aren't so fortunate. That, that's very true. <laughs> uh, so first one here, uh, have you ever got a hole in one? I have not. Uh, I do have two albatrosses though. Wow. Oh, okay. So there's another one because we Let's had Mr. Talk about that. Al McLean, but to have two. Yeah. Oh. Where, where, when, how, who, what? I, I want to say I was 16 for the first one, 17 for the second one, and both on uh, in Verdon on hole eight, which is a par five. Um, yeah. So both before I was 18 and really realized what, uh, what, what an albatross really yeah. was. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Impressive. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's very impressive. Did you keep those balls at all? Or you no, those balls I'm sure were top flight magnas or something like that. Way back then. And uh, they're, they're probably in the Burton Creek somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go fish them out. Uh, well, speaking of golf balls, do you have a preferred brand or model? Um, oh. I, you mentioned, uh, was it the Strixons earlier? Strixons. Yeah. Uh, Basically, you know, that's what, that's what I thought. I have a pretty good relationship there with Strixon in Cleveland. And so, uh, yeah, my preferred ball now is, yeah, the Strixon Z-Star. Nice. Good ball. Good ball. We used to have those out of Cinnaboyne when they first were coming around. Really? Yeah. Yeah, And I don't even know, 2008, Mm -hmm. nine, somewhere in there. What was that? Maybe it was a little bit before that. Maybe it would have been 2002, 2003. (laughs) But anyways, yeah, we used to carry them a bunch. That's their uh, tour ball, I, w- I would call it. I know I was playing with a Q-Star today, but I don't know what a Q-Star is. Yeah, the, Q- the Q-Star, well, there's the Q-Star and then the Q-Star tour, but yeah, that'd be the, the model below the, the Z-Star. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> um, we'll, take, uh, we'll take Oak Island out of this one because uh, this is a you might have a biased answer but what would be your your favorite course to play in manitoba other than oak island oh boy um you know it might be it might be minnewasta i i I enjoy it there yeah Mm -hmm. and what is give us a, a one minute uh you know explanation of Minnewasta. I mean, uh, maybe that's a tough question, but I, I've never been there and uh, I've, I've heard so many great things. I, I, to be honest with you, I really couldn't tell you other that like, you know, it's a beautiful spot. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, and it, like their clubhouse burned down, but that's the first thing I remember is just this giant log clubhouse and, you know, it was beautiful. And, uh, actually <laughs> we, uh, I think maybe the reason I like that place so much is, uh, as a superintendent, uh, we won the turf grass research there. So it's kind of, oh. you know, 
uh, we played the best round that probably the four of us had ever played. And, uh, so yeah, it, it, but yeah, like it's just, it's a beautiful place. And that's a competition between supers. Yeah, it's uh, so it's an annual tournament. Uh, this year was in Carmen, and uh, yeah, so the money raised goes to Turfgrass uh, Research in Manitoba, and you know just assists uh, the superintendents getting you know a handle on newer technology and everything else uh, uh, to deal with the turf side. Mm-hmm. Some some uh, moisture. Uh sensors that was the big thing we were asking last year (laughs) (laughs) i did some deep research on moisture sensors and you know it's all connected by uh you know wi-fi and you can read it all on your ipad and you guys get into that uh no we're not into that at oak island we're uh we're not that scientific there yet that that advanced yeah you take a look outside and like yeah it's moist yeah. yeah. Or it's yeah, not. it looks wet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you bend down there real slow and you grab up some of the soil and you taste it and you say, yeah, it's, this is good soil. That's yeah. part of the Disney movie. Yeah. Well, I can I taste that. It's, uh, it's not as, it's not that acidic. Anyways, I'll move on. Um, do you got a bucket list course in Manitoba that you've never played, but you'd love to get out to? Uh, Falcon Lake, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Falcon and, and Granite. Yeah, I yeah. guess that would be because it's on the other side of the province, so <laughs> yeah. a bit of a trek to get to. It, it is, yeah. So don't. Uh, that's definitely on the bucket list to get those ones. Uh, get those ones in. Yeah, both. Yeah, both great. I haven't been out to Granite in quite a while, so I have to I have to get out there and uh, lose a few balls. But, uh, <laughs> Use a cu- lose a few Q stars in there, yeah, <laughs> or whatever's rolling around in my bag right now. Things are getting uh, sparse in the old bag. Just beat up Pro V's that I I've... feel you. I'm in the same boat. Yeah, it's August, August, late August yeah. is tough. It's tough. <laughs> um, you got a uh, what would be the most memorable course that you've ever played? Oh, that would be Bass. It's uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to beat Bass Springs. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's a beauty. Well, did you yeah. hit? I forget what hole it is, but did you hit from the tips, which is the tee off box that's right by the restaurant there? Yeah, we uh, we did. Yeah, we walked up there. Yeah, you, you almost have to. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. you? I remember I did it because I played that once with my father in law, and we're like, "Well, we gotta you gotta play from up here," and so mm-hmm. I there is actually a, a mother bear and her babies and I topped one and I almost hit one. So then I, so then of course I, I reloaded and it hit one perfect. Cause always the second one is perfect. But uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one to have off the bucket list. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. How long I have ago a, was that? Uh, last, last fall. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Did you play any other courses out that way? Uh, yeah, we played, uh, well, we played Banff Springs, then we played the tunnel course another day, and then we played uh, two rounds of Catmore right. at the and, at the Catmore Golf and Country Club. Yeah, and that's a, that's a treat, too. Yeah, yeah, another beautiful, beautiful property there, yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I was roaming around the uh, the Springs Hotel there, and we were, you know, doing some... leave? 
<laughs> Several times. Too, too many fireballs again. <laughs> Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Why does he have a bunch of empty two-ounce fireball bottles with him? Um, and uh, I was pretending to take a drive off that tee box, no club, no ball, just, <laughs> just, uh, lurking around. And then the maintenance guy comes up. He's like, Oh, do you want a, a club for your picture? I was like, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, uh, do you, you got a ball too. And he's like, yeah, actually I think I do. And then I teed one up. And just as I was teeing it up, the next, the group who was actually playing came up <laughs> And then I, I didn't do very, I, yeah, I think I top hooked it and it didn't kill a bear, but, uh, it certainly <laughs> wasn't. Mine did not kill a bear. It was okay. close. <laughs> do not feed the bears. It may have eaten the golf ball afterwards, but, uh, did Possible. Not hit it with a golf ball. So I, I did know. not see it die. And then I played the, uh, the tunnel course after that. So oh, very nice. uh, I like to say I played Bam Springs <laughs> tunnel course, <laughs> <laughs> which is less expensive, um, mm-hmm. but uh, also very nice. Um, do you got a, uh, number one golf course on your bucket list anywhere in the world? Oh, wow. Uh, you know what, to be honest with you, I don't. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. No, 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 that, I know that's a pretty boring answer, but, uh, yeah, my, uh, right now my biggest bucket list one is just trying to get to Falcon Lake. <laughs> that's a, a fair choice. answer. Yeah. Not a bad choice. Yeah. No, we've certainly never, no one, uh, no one has ever said no before to us, but I think we have one, uh, somebody has said like an inter provincial one, uh, before maybe, but, uh, okay, yeah. That's, that's good. I mean, why would you have a number one when you get to spend every day at Oak Island? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a opportunistic golfer. It's uh, you know, if I end up somewhere and I'm lucky enough to, to get on the course, that's good enough with me. Yeah. Mm, like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one. Uh, what is your career low round and where? Uh, 72 at Oak Island. Wow. Okay, nice. Yeah. yeah. That was par. a long time ago. Is that par? <laughs> That's par. Yeah. Yeah. Back That's in your, uh, super Nintendo days. Yeah. That was, that would have been back probably in my assistant days when I golf four or five days a week. Yeah. Yeah. And you set the pins exactly where you want. Them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know where everything is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, the next one is my wild card question, which uh, is very wild because I don't have it written down. Um, <laughs> but uh, would you say, you know, out of baseball and golf, do you have a, you know, what's your what's your number one love, uh, uh, you know, in baseball or golf? If you could only play one for the rest of your life and, and your body was 100%, it, it would be baseball baseball yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's if, awesome. if, if nothing hurts 100 percent. yeah it'd be baseball every day <laughs> do you have yeah. a bucket list ballpark to go yeah. to anywhere in the world um ah geez i don't have a bucket list park uh 
we, uh, to be honest, they have never actually gotten the chance to go to a major league regular season game, but we do do a boys trip where, uh, we head down to Phoenix and, uh, you know, we'll go for five days and watch nine ball games. Uh, so right now my bucket list is, I think I have two left or sorry, one left in, uh, Phoenix to go to, to, for, uh, the minor league parks. And, um, yeah, I think that's more, that's more of a retirement bucket list for me would be, uh, is to start checking off all the major league ballparks. Mm-hmm. So is that spring ball down there you're watching? Yeah, spring training. Yeah. Spring training. Yeah. Do you ever look you in their dugouts and say, mm, I could do better? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think that's ever well, it, it depends. You know, by the eighth inning, you're you're a few few beverages deep. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think that one's crossed my mind, but <laughs> now you're gonna be looking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sneak, yeah. sneak down there between innings and uh, just start criticizing their dugouts. And, <laughs> I'm a carpenter. I could build yeah, this. Come uh, see what we built with a gator and yeah, firewood. <laughs> yeah, we got bent grass on our diamonds. <laughs> um, that's good. You play golf down in Phoenix when you go down there? Uh, yeah, we did this time. We went to uh, Starfire. Uh, which is kind of in the midst of a lot of condos and stuff. They were, uh, they weren't safe. I got three of them. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Starfire and then uh, Orange Street. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, a lot slower pace of play than what we're used to up here, but mm. yeah. Well, I think the Mike, did you ask what the most memorable course was that he's, that he's played? I don't think you, yeah, he yeah, said down. He said down springs. Right. Oh wow! Just dusted over that one. So obviously <laughs> the uh, the Phoenix courses were less memorable than Bam. Oh, that's quite understandable. A bit. Yeah, it's understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never played uh, yeah Starfire or or the other one there, but there's so many courses in Phoenix. I don't, I don't, oh. I don't. You could play one every day of your life and and not play them all. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we got to get back down to Phoenix. But uh, well, our flagship question of the back nine lightning round: What is your favorite condiment? It would have to be mustard. Mustard. Oh, do you yeah. have a specific brand or anything, or like spicy mustard, Dijon mustard, or just regular yellow mustard? Just regular yellow mustard. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and it, I do prefer French's oh, French's yeah. mustard. Yeah. French's yeah. mustard. Yeah. No, no free ads. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, and I know again, no free ads, but you got to try some of the smack dab mustard if you haven't already. Give, well, them, give them a world local, local company. And it is delicious. I actually had some tonight, had it on a little burger. Wow. And some local pickles. Local pickles. Yeah, very, very, and actually, I think even local lettuce and tomatoes. So it's hyper local. Look at us go. <laughs> Carbon footprint zero. <laughs> Except for the fumes coming out of my ass afterwards. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> but there we go. All right. French's yellow mustard. Negative yeah. carbon footprint. <laughs> yeah. um, I, you know, I did find a, uh, a very nice mustard recently, and it comes in, I'll call it uh, almost like a little beer stein glass. And uh, that was very nice, very fluffy. Uh, I have no idea. I'm looking it up here. Al, Alstertor 
beer mug mustard. That's what it's actually called. Oh, that's so, a mouthful. Yeah, Al, Alster Tor, yeah. Dusseldorf, German. <laughs> Anyways, go check that out. Not very local. Good Not local. <laughs> Not local unless you uh unless you're in germany shout out to our listeners yeah, shout in out germany to listeners in germany <laughs> appreciate your listenership remember 2022 of september go check out oak island 20 percent off stay and play packages to all our german friends too it's extended to all over the world and that's what it take, is check yes. them out. Check they can them take out. a boat there <laughs> <laughs> probably not but <laughs> we'll have to look on the google machine for that one you but can, uh, that, you can try yeah <laughs> That was the back nine lightning round for Bryce Matlaszewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. As well, Des, we're going to hook you up with an 8-inch custom cake, or at least something from the freezer truck from the Nick and Nicky group of DQs, DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. You can follow them on Instagram at DQ Manitoba. And finally, again, check it out. The Stay and Play Package, 20% off for September 2022. You can check out oakislandmb.ca or check out our pod show notes. All the information is there so you can book yourselves by just one click mm-hmm. on your phone or wherever you listen to uh, to this pod, whether it be Germany, Latvia, or Manitoba. We uh, we appreciate your <laughs> listenership and go check out Oak Island. Well, Des, this was awesome. We really appreciate you taking the time uh, to come on the show with us, talk a little bit of golf, talk a little baseball, talk a little mustard, uh, and as well... Talk a lot about Oak Island. So uh, we'll hopefully see you again this season because I got to get out there. Um, and then maybe it'll be DQ mm-hmm. cake in hand or at least something. Maybe a dilly Absolutely. bar. Put it on a tea box. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have a fireball waiting for you. Yay. Uh, That's all that matters. We can do a, a fireball blizzard, maybe. Oh. Cinnamon hearts. Oh, there you fireball. go. We'll have to talk to DQ Nick. I'm not sure if they're allowed to incorporate <laughs> alcoholic beverages, uh, but uh, hey, I own a blender, and uh, Creamy has ice cream, so we can mm. we can call it a twister or something. Yeah, some French yeah. mustard. <laughs> we'll make it happen. We'll make Certainly. it happen. Anyways, we appreciate right it again. Uh, you have yourself a wonderful night, and thanks so much uh, for joining us tonight. Thanks. Uh, thank guys. you, guys. Thanks. Go go to Oak Island. (laughs) (laughs) And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. A hidden gem no more. Enjoy one of the top stay-and-play packages in Manitoba at Oak Island Resort and Golf, just southwest of Brandon. Designed by one of the most prolific course architects in the country, you can enjoy over 6,600 yards of challenging and unforgettable golf amidst beautiful prairie wetlands and some of the best putting services on the planet. Once you've putted out on 18, relax in one of the four fully equipped cabins on site while your hot dog or burger cooks on the BBQ. Or if camping is your thing, you can stay at one of the nearly 400 fully serviced sites. Book today by visiting oakislandmb.ca. Des and Andrea would love to see you down there and tell them 18 over par sent you, and Mike and I will buy you around. That's oakislandmb.ca to book your stay and play package now, or click on the link in our pod show notes. JR, we have a lot of fun on this podcast, but I want to take a second to talk about something that has affected me personally. 
Every year, millions of Canadians suffer from brain freeze. It can happen to anyone. It's a hot summer day. You're aggressively enjoying a DQ cool treat, a blizzard, a dilly bar, or a variety of personalized ice cream cakes, and whammo, brain freeze. It hits you like a triple bogey. The good news is you can enjoy these delicious treats in a moderately sized bite. So get over to any Nick and Nicky's group of DQs and enjoy some DQ treats safely. DQ Northgate on McPhillips, DQ Pole Park in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Go see them today for tasty treats. <laughs> 